Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father, through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, as I found out that I was going to be preaching on our hymn sing weekend, I find myself being rather excited because I have always really enjoyed music. In fact, growing up, I sang in choirs, I played in band. Um, If you were at the G3 Bible study, you got to witness a little bit um, of my subpar trumpet playing and singing. Um, But that's okay, because what I've always really loved about music is how it's not just about you. Especially in choral singing, you have all of these people from different walks of life, from different backgrounds, all these people with different voices. Some of the voices are really, really high. Some of the voices are really, really low. Some of them can only sing in the middle like me. (laughs) But you have all of these different voices that come together and sing in harmony. Because try as I might, when I sing, I can only sing one part. But in a chorus, in a choir, you have all of these different voices that come together to make something that one person could not. They join together in harmony to make this beautiful song that is just filled with all of these different movements, these different voices, these different parts that make one beautiful song. In our reading from Colossians this morning, Paul actually encourages Christians to sing together, right? To sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And so it feels like a fitting reading for this hymn-sing day. And you may also have noticed that in verse 14, Paul writes this. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Really, throughout Colossians chapter 3, Paul is encouraging the body of Christ to be a body that sings in harmony. Again, that feels fitting for this service. But as I think about God's people singing in harmony, I can't help but find myself thinking of all those times where in the body of Christ, instead of unity, and peace and harmony, there's discord. And maybe you can think of some of these instances too. Maybe you can think of petty disagreements and arguments within the body of Christ that seem to swell and grow until you see just these fractures between the family at Grace, or really at any church. Where when certain families walk into the room, you see other families get a little bit icy. 
maybe holding a bit of a grudge over a vote over what color the carpet was supposed to be in the sanctuary. And certainly as we look at the church as a whole, we see these divisions, right? I mean, Catholic, Presbyterian, Baptist, Lutheran. It's not hard to look and see these divisions within the body of Christ here on earth. Frankly, even within our synod, this group of people that are supposed to be walking together, we see division and strife and discord. It seems that this harmony that Paul is prescribing for us in Colossians chapter three sometimes seems to get left by the wayside as we bicker and fight amongst ourselves. Or maybe when we think about harmony, it's not even blatant discord. Maybe it just feels like there's no one that can sing in harmony with us. Maybe we look around the pews and we feel like we don't really know anyone that sits alongside us. That we're isolated, that we're alone, that no one can understand what we're going through. That no one is really a part of our life in Christ. That our faith is something of a solo artist, that we're just walking through life alone. And yet as I think of all these examples of discord, of disunity, isn't this precisely why we celebrate Christ's birth so strongly? Because if we go all the way back to Genesis, we see originally a creation that is just singing in harmony. All of creation is joining together to praise its creator. You can almost picture the roaring of the lion, the buying of the sheep, the babbling of the brook, and Adam's voice joining together in praise of this beautiful creation that God had made. But in the midst of that perfect song, in the midst of that perfect creation, we see Adam and Eve pursuing their own way. Rather than seeking to continue to sing God's song, they pursue their own solo career and they eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And discord and chaos enter the world. Rather than creation singing together, we see that everything becomes about me. And it doesn't take long, right? The next story we read after the fall is the story of Cain and Abel. The story of two brothers 
of one brother murdering the other. And as we look at the story of Scripture, we see this again and again. We see families tearing each other apart. We see people pursuing their own way rather than God's way. We see discord reigning. And it's not until that heavenly chorus in the fields outside of Bethlehem announces the birth of a Savior. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you that we see harmony restored. In the person of Jesus Christ, we see God entering back into his creation. We see God coming and being one of us, taking on human flesh, entering into the midst of that strife and discord and disunity, and seeking to bring his people back to him. And in fact, it's in Christ's blood, in his suffering and death, in his resurrection, that we see God restoring his creation to harmony. And in fact, brothers and sisters in Christ, God has reached into each of our lives and he is trying to drag us back into harmony with him. It happened today with Grace. In her baptism, Grace was united to Christ's life and death and resurrection. This is what the Apostle Paul promises in Romans chapter 6, that in baptism we are united with Christ in both his death and in his resurrection. In our baptism, God reaches into our lives and he takes our songs and brings them into his song. He takes our sinful, broken lives and he brings them into harmony with his song of salvation. God enters again into our midst and unites us as the body of Christ, as one family, as one chorus. And in fact, he'll do it again this morning as we come to the Lord's table, as we partake in holy communion, we are brought together in unity at the table of the Lord, united in Christ's body and blood. Christ continues to reach into our lives and bring us into harmony with him. But the really beautiful thing about these promises is that we are not alone in our harmony. No, we are brought together into this faith. Our song in Christ is not a bunch of solos being sung disjointedly. No, our song is one song. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One family in Christ. And yes, I know we cannot sing this song perfectly. 
There's always going to be disagreements. There's always going to be discord. But as the family of Christ here at Grace, as people who have been brought into harmony with God, we are called to live this life together. And it's not just on Saturday night or Sunday morning. Paul wrote this in Colossians 3, verse 17, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. It doesn't matter whether you're watching football on a Sunday afternoon. It doesn't matter whether you're mowing the lawn or whether you're visiting someone in the hospital or whether you're living in a nursing home. We do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and we do it together. Think about for a moment what that means for us as the family of Christ. No longer do our children only have four grandparents, but perhaps they have 400. No longer do I only have three children, but hundreds of children. No longer do I only have one brother and one sister, but I am surrounded by my brothers and sisters in Christ. That is what it means to be brought together as the family of Christ, to be singing in harmony together. And maybe you find yourself thinking, well, pastor, that sounds great, but I really do feel like I don't know anyone. <laughs> like I come to church on Sunday morning and I sit in my pew and I go home and no one here really understands my life. But the beautiful thing is, brothers and sisters, there are opportunities here at Grace for us to engage with one another, for us to walk through life together. You can think about the MOPS group, our moms of preschoolers who meet together, who continue to build one another up in the midst of this such unique stage of life as they're raising children. You can think about our G3 Bible study, our G3 group who meets together and studies the Word Or you can think about a program that we're going to be starting soon, or a ministry rather, our small group ministry that we're going to be trying to kick off here this spring, where we meet together as God's people in our houses, where we study the Word together, where we let that Word of Christ dwell in us richly, where we walk with each other through the highs and the lows of life, where we are united together in Christ. Because brothers and sisters, because of Christ's death and resurrection, because of the gifts that he gives to us in his word and in his sacraments, even where it looks like discord, you and I have been called to a life of harmony. You and I have been brought into Christ's song of salvation. Amen.